Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Shake your left hand, gobble, shake your right hand, gobble, shake your tail now, gobble, gobble, gobble. Shake your left foot, gobble, shake your right foot, gobble, shake your tail now, gobble, gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble, the turkey goes, gobble, gobble, the turkey goes, gobble, gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble, the turkey goes, gobble, gobble, the turkey goes, gobble, gobble, gobble. Can I have a beat? Can I move my feet? Can I have a turkey to eat? It's Thanksgiving, let's go all in where we have a turkey to eat. There's pumpkin pie, there's stuffing, oh my, and the people that I love are near. Shake your left hand, gobble, shake your right hand, gobble, shake your tail now, gobble, gobble, gobble. Shake your left foot, gobble, shake your right foot, gobble, shake your tail now, gobble, gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble, the turkey goes, gobble, gobble, the turkey goes, gobble, gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble, the turkey goes, gobble, gobble, the turkey goes, gobble, gobble, gobble. Welcome, everybody, to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. You know, it really seemed like a good idea to play that song. Uh, <laughs> when, when, I, uh, when, I, when I first downloaded that onto the thing. So, yeah, happy Thanksgiving. We're here for our two-hour Thanksgiving Day special at the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I want to give you the number real quick to call in if you'd like to call in and share with us tonight. It is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you would like to call in and share with us tonight. All right. Have some things we're going to go over with uh, before we get started on the show. And I, you know, right before the show started, I was thinking, you know, how appropriate is it that you know, the, the show after our um, after our 13-year anniversary show, how appropriate is it that it's a Thanksgiving show? You know, and it just made me think about how grateful I am that uh, I've, I've been able to spend the last 13 years here with you guys and share poetry and watch this community grow and and become what it is today. Just, uh, I'm really thankful for that. You guys, you have no idea. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for being such a huge part of my life and sharing yourselves so sincerely every week with us here. Those of you who, you know, we have people that call in every week that have been calling in since the very first show. And we have people that their very first time calling in will be tonight. You know, but you're all a part of that family. You're all a part of this community. And you're all a part of that gift for me. So thank you. I am thankful for you guys. <laughs> um, 
Speaking of the anniversary show, it was really amazing, you guys. If you weren't able to be here last week, you can go to our archive shows and pull it up and be able to listen to it. And there's some really, there was just some really good stuff shared. You guys were amazing and just made it a, a perfect, perfect evening. Now, there's something that I want to uh, go over with you really quick because it's going to affect this community. And I sat there before the show and I thought, you know, do how do I do this? What do I do? How how do I make this decision? And I don't know how to make this decision. And it really affects the the show actually going forward from now. And uh, so I thought, you know, well, we are a community. We are a family. So the best thing for me to do is to come and share the information with you guys because I would really like your input. You know, maybe I'm just panicking and freaking myself out over nothing. You know, maybe it's not that big of a deal to you guys, but if it is a big deal, then I need to know because this is going to be a biggie for me, uh, for all of us, actually. But as most of you know, we have spent the last 13 years broadcasting every single week, uh, every single Thursday, doing open mic poetry on a three-hour show. And... uh, We have a three-hour broadcasting license to be able to do this show through Blog Talk Radio. And for a lot of the years, um, I covered the licensing fees myself. And then one year, um, five, six years ago, James Onesapien stepped up and and he helped sponsor the show. And then a couple years ago, we had a few more people. And then last year, there was a bunch of you who (laughs) who jumped up and and helped uh, take care of that licensing fee for us. And it's really meant a lot um, that you guys have shown what this community means to you in that manner. And so today I was going through my emails and I opened it up and there was a message from Blog Talk Radio. And it said, happy Black Friday, Thanksgiving Black Friday, um, our licensing fees for between now and December 3rd, our licensing fees are going to be 50% off. And normally it's $1,000 a year to do the show. So I'm thinking that's $500 for the year. That's amazing. I mean, that's awesome, right? And so I went to look at it. But they changed their packages. They changed their what the licensing fees cover. And so to do what I've normally done, the $1,000 a year license, we're only going to be able to do a two-hour show. So they've cut an hour off of our broadcast time. So what I'm freaking out about is for me, dropping the show back to two hours because of that is just a horrific thought, you know, and if I'm freaking out about this more than you guys are, if, if a two-hour show is okay with you guys, then let me know that, and I'll just stop being me, you know? <laughs> but for me to drop the show that hour, that means there's going to be somebody that's not going to get on, and that just makes my heart break, okay? The only way that we continue doing our three-hour show is if we do the full broadcasting license, which is about a $150 markup, or 150% market from that. So it's $2,499. So $2,500 for the licensing fee for that one for us to be able to continue to do a three-hour show. But with a 50% off coupon, then it's only $1,250, which is like $250 more than we normally paid because we normally paid $1,000. So, but I've only got till December 3rd to figure this out. So, we are a community. We are a family. I need to know how this is going to impact you. You know, I was, 
thinking today, you know, what, what would happen if we lost this format? How would we continue to be able to do this show? Um, because, you know, Blog Talk Radio has absolutely the best format, you know, the best program, the best everything for being able to do these kind of shows, interactive, live, you know, one-on-one time together. And so I appreciate them so much. It's why we've had our home here for the last uh, the last 13 years. But I need your input. You know, do do I... I I don't know. Do I do something and try to keep this a a three-hour show? Go to the 2,500 slash 50% off coupon if I can do it by the third. Do we do the three-hour show or do we drop it back to two hours? Okay. So shoot me a message and let me know. Or when you come on the air tonight, you know, uh, feel free to, you know, just pop in your your two cents worth there. So because I really need some help making this decision. Now. What we're going to do, I'm not going to give you homework and stuff tonight. I normally give you a bunch of homework and writing exercises and and things to get you motivated, but it's the holiday, and we're only doing a two-hour show, so I'm not going to do that. I am going to give you a couple prompts, though, so we're not going to go through the whole long thing of exercises and blah, blah, blahs and blah, blah, blahs, but I do want to give you something. So the prompts that we are going to do, I'm going to give you three of them, so get your pens ready. And these will be posted on my my uh, Facebook page later on. If you miss these, you can just kind of scroll through my my posts on the on my uh, Facebook page, which is kind of like the show's public bulletin board, and look for these on there as well. Or you can come back and listen to the show in the archives and be able to pick it up and write them down later. So the three poetry prompts I'm going to give you for this week are: So I quit my day job. That's the first one. Now, a poetry prompt, keep in mind, a poetry prompt is meant to inspire and grow into, it's like a seed being planted. It's meant to grow into an actual poem. Now, whether you choose to share that with somebody or not is up to you. Uh, you know, everything you write doesn't have to be shareworthy. We're going to write a lot of crap in the world to get to writing our great stuff. So, you know, just the poetry prompt is meant to turn into a poem. What you do with it is up to you. Hopefully, it'll be awesome. You'll come back here and read it. Anyway, I always have to say that because you have to give your you have to give yourself permission. We put so much pressure on ourselves as writers that I think it's really important to give ourselves permission just to sit down and write something crappy. You know, we it's like, oh my gosh, so and so posted two poems today, and I haven't written one all week. I don't, I gotta get something posted, and you just, you know, there's so much stress there, <laughs> especially with the demands of social media. So, you know, give yourself. You know, you, you'll, you write what you write when you write it and, you know, do what you do when you do it. So give yourself, you know, time to just have fun with these things. But uh, anyway, so I thought this one was gonna be, would be kind of fun to play with. And that's the reason that I, you know, did that whole spilly thing there is just to, just because I think that this one's going to be fun just to have fun and be silly and ridiculous with. Um, and sometimes you have to do that. You have to let your pen turn back into your inner child and not care what it does and let it run free and play. So the poetry prompt, the first one is, so I quit my day job. Now that can be the title of the poem. It can be a line in the poem, or it can be the general concept of your poem, but in some way that has to inspire the poem. All righty. First one, so I quit my day job. The second one is so much talk. So much talk. All right title of, a line in, concept of, so much talk. 
All right, and there's one more, and this one is going to be a kind of a fun one because, you know, all day long people are talking about what they're thankful for, what they're thankful for. You know, I'm thankful for this, I'm thankful for that. And I thought, you know, let's be, and I was going to make that, you know, I'm thankful. Then it looks like after tomorrow, the poem's also obsolete because everything you are thankful for is, you know, last Thanksgiving, which was would be yesterday, tomorrow. Tomorrow would be yesterday. And, you know, what would you really do with it at that point? You're ready to face a brand new year. It's last year's poem. So the prompt I'm going to give you, I think it's going to be a real fun one to play with as well. And it is next year, I will be thankful for, right? So you can actually work on it all year so you have it ready for next year. Um, Because I want it to be kind of the concept of based on, you know, being a Thanksgiving poem. You know, you're supposed to be, you know, what I'm thankful for right now. No, next year. I'll be thankful for. So what's going to change? What are you going to do? What's going to happen? You know, what are you going to forecast? So, yeah, your third poetry prompt for the night. Next year, I will be thankful for. All right, that is your three prompts. Now, the next thing I want to do, while we start and end every episode with an audio track and then try to fit as many of those into the show as we can, uh, depending on how the, the callers are, so if you are if you are a recording artist and you would like to have your place your piece played on the speakeasy, you can email those to me. Probably the easiest way to get those to me would be on Facebook maybe. Uh if you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla N Y L A dot Alicia A L I S I A. All right, shoot me a message, let me know. Uh you know, you can send to, actually you can send it to me there. You can give it to me in my email. This we're doing the audio tracks. I got mixed up. Sorry. You can do either. Yeah, you can send me a posse there. Um, but you can also send it to me to our the show's email address, which is the the word does in the email title, thespeakeasycafe at gmail dot com. Make sure you put MP3 file, audio file, something like that in the subject line for me. We'll get those. We'll get them uploaded to the show's library and play them for the world. Now the piece that I'm going to start the show with tonight is I thought pretty appropriate. It was pretty amazing. You know, you you sit there and you think about, oh my gosh, this is just horrible. Like Thanksgiving tonight, right? My oven's broken. I'm getting the the dreaded F7 uh, or F4, F7, F7 air, I think it is. F7, yeah, F7 air. And then it's like blinking F7 and then blinking 40, just back and forth. So I have no oven. Now the gas range on top of the oven works, but... I have no oven to, like, cook a turkey or anything. So I'm thinking, awesome. Well, I'm just going to be really rebellious, and I'm going to get Chinese takeout. And there's no Chinese takeout. So there's no Chinese restaurants open in my area. And I I was so excited about having Chinese takeout on Thanksgiving night. And so I ended up having to go to the store, and I bought one of those deli roasted, you know, the the honey lemon or honey pepper roasted pre-made deli chickens. So I got me a, a roasted chicken. And uh, there was no no pecan pie. I was so sad because I was so set on, you know, I was going to sit here. I, seriously, I was going to sit here with a fork during the show with you guys. And I was just going to have a fork and pecan pie in front of me. I seriously was really going to do that. I can tell you that now because I'm not doing it and I feel so much better 
that you know that I'm not doing that, but that's really what I was going to do. I was going to sit here and eat a freaking pecan pie listening to poetry with you guys. Now, what's that, you know? So anyway, the whole point of this is introducing the track. So, you know, no matter what's going on in the world, you know, I'm sitting there going, oh, no, Chinese takeout, right? You know, there's always somebody, you know, no matter what is our worst case scenario, no matter what we make, you know, whatever we think a bad day is, you know, you turn to your neighbor and you find out that theirs is worse, you know, and it kind of makes you feel bad, makes you feel really bad for uh, thinking that the fact that I couldn't have Chinese takeout was just really sucky, right? You know, if that's the worst thing I have to worry about, I'm doing pretty good. So it really made me kind of think about that when I heard this poem by Natalie, by a poem by Natalie Patterson called Oh to Be Grateful. And I just thought it was really appropriate to start the show with tonight. And so I'm going to share that with you now. Whenever life sucks, when all hell has broken loose, and I think I am definitely out for the count this time, I remind myself to count my blessings. I start small. I woke up this morning. I can breathe able-bodied, I am well, I have clear thoughts, I can swallow, there is food to eat, clean water to drink, I am warm, I have a home, my mother, my car, it turned on, my computer is new, I have keys to a home, I am loved, I have things to unlock, and maybe this is the key, having gratitude for everything and every place I'm in, for people and perspectives, how they stay, firmly rooted or shift over time, I want to be large and vast, but always unashamed. I am grateful for this knowing and poetry, for love letters and emails with kind, kind words sent from strangers across the world. I am grateful for tuberoses, for the smell they release, for hair things scattered around my house and car, but always, always within reach, for the feeling taking my bra off after a long day brings, oh, I am grateful. For, for good, good friends that FaceTime at 2 a.m. because I sent a text about feeling, feeling lonely. I am grateful for Thrifty's mint chip ice cream on rainy days, for teachers who invested in me beyond subject matter, for the iPhone and all the cool things that it does. I mean, really, what did we do before screenshots? I am ever grateful for activists and allies, for people using their voices, for anger turned strategy, for movements and protests because we are worthy of so much better. I am grateful for Mr. Rogers and Michelle Obama's arms, for the trees and the air, for quiet moments and celebrations. I am grateful for stillness and plane rides across the world to places I have only ever dreamed of. Oh, to be grateful for the memories and the heartbreak that is now behind me. I am grateful for those terrible days they taught me, birthed my appreciation for tomorrow always coming, for 82 degrees sunny Sundays with a gentle breeze. I am grateful for contrast and proximity for sunshine and being prepared for the rain. Oh, I am grateful for friends turned family, for lovers never lost. Oh, I am grateful, eternally, eternally grateful to be whole, healthy, and loved. That was Natalie Patterson with Oh, To Be Grateful. And I uh, just really appreciated that piece when I heard it. I was looking for something to sp- uh, special to open the show with tonight, and I'm really glad I got to share her with you. Natalie Patterson, you can check her out. She's got some uh, awesome stuff on YouTube. 
So go give her a listen. Subscribe. Enjoy. <laughs> All right. So poets, you are listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. We will be getting to callers in just a moment. If you would like to call in tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. Alrighty, looking forward to hearing from you. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 731 is our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please, it's very important to make sure that you introduce yourself. You never want to send your work out there into the world without being signed. And uh, you want to make sure that people know who's reading. So please, please, uh, real important that you introduce yourself. You can do two poems tonight if you would like, and uh, just kind of keep them right around the five-minute mark. Be courteous of those people waiting in line behind you. If the lines get too busy tonight, we may at some point need to cut that back to just doing one poem. But if we reach that, uh, if we reach that limit, and I need to switch it because lines are too full, then uh, I'm sorry if you're the person I do that to because you're sitting there with two, and then yeah. It sucks, but if I have to, I have to. <laughs> All right, but right now you're good at two. So, uh, yeah, if um, yeah, if you have two you'd like to read, you're more than welcome to. Like I said, keep it right on the five-minute mark. When you're done reading, make sure that you have your URL ready. That way you can tell people how to come over and find you, get to know you and your work better, and uh, kind of get them into your writing network there. Please remember that we do have a mature rated show. So there are some pretty good chances that you're going to hear just about anything with the exception of porno poems. <laughs> no, no explicit uh, erotica, no, uh, you know, highly adult content. You know, the, the surreal is fine. Romance is fine. All that good stuff, but no bumping body parts, no tab A and a slot B. Other than that, you're good to go. Alrighty. So I'm going to go ahead and give the first three callers. So you kind of have an idea of where we are. Uh, tonight, and I know I forgot something. I don't remember what it was I forgot. Oh, I know what it was. I was saving it till later in the show. We're going to do that again later in the show. Okay, so. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to give the first three callers. We have area code 731, and then 447, then 256. I do want to let area code 757 know that you are not in the lineup. So 757, if you're hanging out and just listening, Love you being here. Thank you. And um, happy Thanksgiving to you. Enjoy the show. If you change your mind at any time during the broadcast and you would like to come on the air, press 1, and that will put you into the lineup. And I'll be happy to hear from you. So that's 757. If you'd like to come on the air, press 1. Otherwise, just hang out. Enjoy the show. With that said, I am going to go ahead and bring on our first caller, which comes from area code 731. 731, you're on the air. Hey, this is Michael. Uh, is your Virginia guy on there? You recognize this area code? I don't know. Virginia what? guy. <laughs> okay. I don't remember. I'm, I'm trying to look it up real quick so I can see. You got from the Appalachians. I just wonder if he's sitting on hold. I didn't want to make him wait. Appalachians. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, he's not here yet. Okay, good enough. Uh okay. I can do you two. I can do you two. One's super short and the other one is normal. Ready? I am ready. First one is a poem I wrote for my friend Jackie, and she had posted a couple of pictures 
and was pertaining to the pulley bones. Okay, making wishes on pulley bones. So I got some written. It's called Wishbone for Jackie. Holiday wishes conjure under duress. Do come true, but don't hazard a guess. As to details, trust those as planned. Well wished and placed in proper context. Submitted on behalf of who sets next. Hold sway. I'm sure you understand. Intentions matter. Should be sincere. Though hopes implied may not be clear at first pass. Hold secure. I will allow once realized and planted. Any or all of your desires will be granted. Visions grand. Situations well in hand. That was awesome. Thanks. I just didn't think there was enough poems about pulling the wishbone and the opportunity <laughs> popped in. So, so there it you is. Know, I, I have this old antique jar that has my has wishbones and it's just stuff full of wishbones from years. I can't even tell you when I first. Well, I guess I could backtrack and tell you how many years is in there, but I can't tell you when I started it because there's some years like this year there will not be one going in. Um, <laughs> but I've got this whole jar full of them that I've just, I started throwing them in there. I don't know why. I still have it. Think of all the wishes in there. Yeah. You know, I think the the girl I wrote this for, Jackie Conti Mott, mm-hmm. I think she has a one that she kept. Or I dreamed that once. I don't know. Anyway. She's really nice. She lives down in Tallahassee, Florida. So there you have it. <laughs> All right. The next poem is an old poem that I haven't seen or read in probably 10 years. But since I wrote it, I should probably not need any practice. This is called A Twisted Thanksgiving. <clears throat> Out late last night, Hound on the trail, possum hunting, but to no avail. Batteries in my flashlight up and died. Old Blue worked hard and twice he treed. Nothing I could do, I couldn't see. Came away empty no matter how hard he tried. Now here I sit, wishing I'd slept more. Someone's knocking at my back door. I glanced up and saw neighbor Bailey looking right at me. As I sat at the table, he stepped in, wondering if he'd be able to join me for some fine country ham we was cooking. He poured a cup and he sat a spell, asked if I had a possum story to tell. I said me and Blue didn't fire a gun. He allowed he'd gone out, got two the night before. One was young, the other was old born. He asked if I'd like to have the old. I said, Bailey. You walked in here to help yourself to fine country ham I hung myself and did you see me offer you the part that's rusty? He said I'd made a real good point with that and as soon as he finished breakfast he'd be right back and I had no call to do anything but trust him. He left the house and went on his way. My wife said, You know what's today? And I paused and asked, Is this Thanksgiving Day? Lila said I was right, and I knew because I'd heard on the radio about Santa Claus. He was coming to Court Square tomorrow for sale day. I asked her how many we had to feed. 
she allowed about 20, so I knew we'd need more than one turkey and a ham to spread. The vegetables we needed had all been canned. There was plenty of bread to go around. Lester, we're shy meat, was all she said. I figured we had sufficient bird and pig. Just sweet potatoes now, we'd all eat big. I knew we had a bushel of those down in the cellar. Just then, Bailey stepped back in and said he had a possum what to do with him. I said, throw him on the counter, that fine young fellow. Lila commenced to clean the breakfast dishes. She sent me and my possum out against my wishes. Said she didn't have room for both of us in her way. I went to the old smokehouse with Blue. He saw that possum and wondered, how'd he do? When I fired up the wood stove, at my feet he lay. That porcelain cooker was just the right size. I put the possum in, all but his head and eyes, then the sweet potatoes and an onion for good measure. I managed to bring him to a boil, then went back in the house. Company was coming in. Lila said to watch the front door, and I said, my pleasure. Those stair-step kids filed through for an hour. Some were visiting, some were hours. It was no time before we had too many to hold indoors. The big one said, this ain't no fun. Let's all go outside and run. They went out to engage in some friendly kid wars. One thought it'd sure be fun if they shot Grandpa's pellet gun. Lila saw this through the kitchen window. She said that's a dangerous game, so out the door I came. They just knew they were in Dutch when I showed. I asked who authorized this skirmish. No one would admit it's the witch. I was handed over my gun and a box of BBs. I stood there with my hands on hips. I thought of several funny quips. They were all so scared they were shaking at the knees. I turned to the smokehouse to go in and hide, fighting to keep my laughter inside. As I opened the door, old Blue commenced to yell. At first, I thought he shot. Then I realized where he'd gotten. He caught red-handed with his head down in my possum. He might have been careful if left alone with me there all sense of reason was gone. His back feet slid and his head went into the water. Well, boy, the water was not what he seeked. And to hear it must have really blistered his feet. I lunged for him as he fell to the floor. That sturdy wood stove did not budge at all. Would have been a shame if that possible was to fall. Blue ran in circles. I never heard such an animal cry. His nose swelled up like a horse can't imagine anything feeling worse. He was carried on, though I thought he'd die. The more I shushed, he bellowed more, and I put the gun at his head and turned and shot the floor and hated to do it, but that managed to turn him quiet. He went off to the corner and laid down on the ground. I gave him cold water. thought he'd drown. He drank about half and left his face down in it. Well, outside, we'd drawn quite a crowd. With that dog gone silent after being so loud, I opened the door for a monster I was pegged. I said, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. Left there imagining to finish. What did he? Little Jerry said, must have taught him sucking eggs. Guess I could have told him what was the matter. All I said was, boo, did they scatter. Went for some salve so I could doctor my pup. As soon as the possum was tender as I could hope for, I put on some gloves and took him toward the door. 
left the fire going for the dog to keep warmed up. I aced through the back of the house, moving quietly as a mouse, set that porcelain cooker in the middle of that spread. Not long after, time to say the blessing, there right next to the turkey and dressing, where a curious little Jerry reached in and raised the lid. Within seconds, our room fell silent. I wondered where all the enthusiasm went. I guess these kids from town never ate this style. So I reached in that speckled pot for some meat, came out to show I had a leg to eat, tilted the pan around so as all could look in and see him smile. Guess I should have left it at turkey and hog. Little Jerry cried, he's cooked the dog. For the first time in my life, I was speechless. It took a while to calm the days for the possum all pushed it away. Turned out to be a pretty good dinner in spite of all the rest. Bailey and me ate the possum the next day in haste. And scraps went to blue because nothing goes to waste. But I got to thinking about Christmas coming soon. I said, Bailey, you know my dog, he ain't right. And I was wondering if you and I just might go hunting one night. I can almost taste that raccoon. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. I would give anything in the world if I was a talented enough stop motion artist to be able to have you record that and me do a little stop motion stick figure type animation to it. Yeah. How amazing that would be! I would love to be able to do that. Is that was just that has that really deserves to be, um, you know that that's more like lore. That's like lore poetry. <laughs> that 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 story needs to be kept kept in circulation. It needs to keep being told. Well, thanks. That's probably one of my my favorite pieces of prose that you've written. I love that. I love it. Good. Glad. Well, all right, Missy. I'm going to let you go since you're on the short short schedule tonight. You to hustle it up. Get y'all folks are going. <laughs> Happy Let Thanksgiving, Michael. I am very thankful for your friendship all these years. Uh, same here. Love you much. Bye. <laughs> Bye, sweetheart. All right, that is Michael Todd, 2Ds, if you want to find him on Facebook, an incredible artist and uh, amazing friend. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 447. I want to let area code uh, 407 know real quick. 407, you are not in the lineup. If you want to come on the air and talk tonight, please press 1. That's 407. If you're just listening and hanging out, appreciate you. If you change your mind at any time, you can press 1, and that will put you in the lineup. And so that's, once again, 407. You are not in the lineup. Press 1 if you'd like to come on the air. All right. Next caller is 447. 447, are you there? I know. What is Colm? Hi, Colm. How are you, sweetheart? I'm not doing too bad, thanks. I I can't say happy Thanksgiving to you, but I can say happy Turkey Day. (laughs) Happy thanks for giving back to you. (laughs) (laughs) So do you guys have an equivalent to this? Yeah, you don't celebrate Thanksgiving over there, but do you have a, on the other side of the pond, do you have a holiday that's equivalent to this? No. No? So you guys are just never thankful? No, there's nothing. (laughs) 
Oh, it is so good to hear from you, sweetheart. Your nation of what? Complainers. <laughs> uh, you know, British British dramas are my favorite thing in the world, especially period British dramas are my favorite thing in the world to watch. And uh you know, some of some of those uh, I, I would definitely believe that of a few generations back. They just weren't happy about anything. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm happy you're here. I'm really glad that you came and you're spending some time with us tonight. Yeah, I've um, I, I brought you peace tonight. As you know, I was very close to my grandfather, um, mm-hmm. and yesterday here, but today over there, it was the ten-year anniversary of his passing, and uh, I brought a piece for him. Amazing, thank you. Yes, please. It's been a decade without you now. Still, I feel your spectre is roaming around, keeping a watchful eye. I feel you around, lingering beside me. I pray that you're proud of the man I grew to be. You light the night sky, your constellations guiding me through early life. Now I need you more than ever, as the pillar of strength you were, to help steer me through this fight. I long for the days we'd spend creating toys from old wood in the garage, where you taught me that I can make anything, if I just try, and how we'd share a meal while lost in the nonsense of TV, flicking between snooker, football and rugby. Wasting a day in the most simple way. I wish to hear your stories over again. Me sat by the window, hearing the pitter-patter of the rain. You sat back in your chair, with patch beneath your blanket hidden. I didn't realise it back then. You were shaping me into the man I am today. The main story I will always remember summed up the person you were to the world about what you gave rolling around the estates in your old mobile shop. But let's face it, it seemed better days. How you used to support the families in the community, those who had little, you just gave to. It wasn't for thanks. You didn't seem to get the satisfaction that you, you had done a good deed. You just saw people struggling and knew you could help in their time of need. The world lost treasure a decade ago today. But the impact you made upon the world means your legacy will always remain. And peace. Absolutely. Love that piece. I mean, I... I was so close to my grandfather. There's a, a piece that I started working on a long time ago that I've never finished, and now I feel bad that I've not finished it, but I just don't know where to go with it. But it's called I Am the Twinkle in Your Eye. And it's the I am everything about him that was encased in that spark in his eyes, that spark in his expression. You know, so it's not, 
that's what he passed on to me is that spark, the sparkle in his eye is a spark that I am. And so I'm listening to that piece and you're, I'm listening to you talk about your, your grandpa and I'm listening to you, you know, you know, who would give you the, um, you know, I forgot what exactly what the line was, but you said, you know, when, you know, basically give you anything he had, if you were in need, not for the thanks, but just because it was the right thing to do. And, you know, just, I know that type of person, you know, they're, they're walking down the street and there's someone trying to push their car out of traffic and he drops his crutches and starts hobbling and pushing on his, you know, with his cast on his foot, not even giving it a second thought. You know, I, I know exactly the type of person that you're describing him to be. And, you know, I'm just thankful for the fingerprints of him that have been left on you that carry him forward and make, have made you the amazing person that you are to us today. Did that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I remember that even till the day that he passed, people were still coming to him with little bits of money and saying, like, mm-hmm. I still owe him lots of money. The times he just gave us things when we were mm-hmm. short on cash, we couldn't survive. And he was alive through some of the worst times for our nation. Um, I think, you know, maybe he honestly may have been the last generation, the last true generation that understood what the word community meant, that knew their person was only as strong individually as he was in his community. You know, nobody can make it on their own. So, yeah, just amazing piece, really provoked a lot of thought. And emotion, Thank hearing you. it. You're very welcome. Did you want to read a second one? Uh, no, I only have the one piece this week. It was, <laughs> it was a very hard ride. Uh, it was incredible. It, it was like sharing, sharing, uh, sharing a hand touch, letting us touch his hand, hearing that piece. Just great job, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. If you change your mind and you want to come back on and read another one, just jump back in the lineup, okay? Okay. All right. Tell everyone how to find you, sweetheart. Uh, I can be found on Facebook. It's Callum Kennedy Hume. Uh, I'm on Instagram, CMKH87. Also on Twitter, uh, at Kennedy Hume, and on all poetry, say it with style. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you in a little bit, okay? Thank you, Laura. All right. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 256. 256, you're on the air. Happy, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving and happy anniversary, Nyla. Thank you, sweetheart. It is good to hear from you, sweetheart. How have you been? It's been very rough here. Yeah, you ready Double for order. ready for a new yeah. new one? I don't know. I'm just being honest, I don't know. If 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 anything of this year was telling about it, I don't know. So you I'll know, just take it as it comes right at this moment. If you want to change the way your day is going, just change the shade of your lipstick. 
So if it's been a crappy oh, year, figure out figure out what you have to do to change that shade of your lipstick and own this next year. <laughs> I mean it. Own it. Well, not just not just own it, but make it your bitch. Okay. Next oh, year is going to be your be, bitch. It's going to be the. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, 2020. You are going to be my bitch. About? That's your. That's your. That's your uh, writing prompt. I'm going to be the boss lady of the you're my of the bitch. bitch. <laughs> that's your. That's a writing prompt. That's your writing prompt for uh to play with between now and the new year. Yeah, I know. I'm sitting here almost in tears listening to the last. Awesome, phenomenal, as always they are. And then just the prompts you gave for the next time the way you do. I'm like, girl, you have no clue. (laughs) (laughs) But I love love listening to everybody. I haven't written in a minute because, like I said, there's been a lot going on, and I hit you in on the other side about it. But um, I miss everybody, and I wanted to come through and just say hey, like I do. (laughs) Well, we miss you too. You know, this is, I always tell, I mean, we've been here for 13 years now, you know, and it's kind of like mm-hmm. home. So, you know, sometimes life makes us go do grown up things and adults, and I hate it, but we have to sometimes. You know, it's important. I'm tired of <laughs> adulting. I want to grow I know, back right? down again. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, but that happens. So, even when you're not here, you're here. You're still here. There's oh, still a table. There's a place for you at the table. And every night that you are not here, right. that place is still there for you. And when you're not here, know that we're with you. But see, here's the thing. Perfect for Thanksgiving. You got the 13th year anniversary. Everybody goes home for Thanksgiving. And I'm here. Honey, I, I've got a home. roasted. I've got a roasted turkey, or a roasted chicken, a deli roasted chicken, because my oven broke, and I don't get to go home either, not because my parents aren't around, but because my mother is is batshit crazy, and not a good person, you know. So there's not not that I don't have a home I could go home to. But a home I can't go home to. I couldn't go home to. That, that I mean, and that's almost. It's like having a cigarette and no lighter. You know. And and. Oh Lord, that is bad. So, yeah. Really bad. So you know, I understand. I know. But. But at the same got, time. Mhm. At the same time. You got to enjoy even the bad moments with the good. Yeah. You know, and you need to because remember too, you are home. Forever. You are your home. You know, you say you can't go home. You are. There's those of us who can't go home. We are our own home. And when we understand that and we own that and and realize the beauty of that, we are our own home. No matter where we are, we are our own home and we need to make it a safe place and a good place and, you know, a healthy place for us to be. You know, when we have that then What is it? What's what that? is it they what? say with the military? Your home is mm. where you hang your hat or yep. your uniform. <laughs> uh, no, if that was me, then that means every pretty girl on every port would have been my home if I was a sailor. That wouldn't have been good. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a boy, I'd have been such a naughty boy. <laughs> yeah. 
I was, but you know, I'm girl, so we had to be good. I was the rebel. Mm -hmm. I was the rebel. I was the brat, but I was the rebel. Oh, I don't. That does not surprise me. I still am in a way, but my turn to do what I got to do for my mom. And yeah, but we're here. We still keep yep. God's still good, and it's just I might disappear for a little bit, but I'm always around. I know, and so are we with you. So, do you? Is there anything at all you can pull up that you want to share? You want to read? Oh my lord! Mm-hmm. Well, one, I don't have the internet. Miss Angel of Love, it would be very nice for you to share something if you have it. If you have it close and handy. Angel of I have become Angel of Love, sassy baby. It's <laughs> all the way around. <laughs> Everywhere. And while while I'm while I'm doing this, did you ever get the one I sent you the the MP3 or the audio? Uh, I don't think I have. I don't have it in, on the studio. Can you resend that? Did you put the yeah. word the at the beginning of the title? Oh my lord! You know how long we're talking to go? Oh, so resend it to me because I don't. Can you resend it? I'll try. Okay, that would be amazing. I would love that. Thank you. Now, Facebook wants to be like an itch today. Very evilish. Let's see. You know what? Can't find it. Oh, I'll find it. I'm on the wrong one. <laughs> okay. They're like, they're like, uh, for real, we're messed up on where you got to find things anymore. Do you want me to take the next caller and give you time to find it and then come back and get you? And you can read it after the next caller? You know what, baby? Go ahead and take... Let me see something real quick. Ha, ha, ha. Got it? You can... I thought I had... I think it was spoken words. Here it is. Nope. Yep. Got it. <laughs> Yay. Just like that. Now, what do you want? Anything you feel like reading. I just went off of this roller coaster. Okay, here you go. This is an oldie big, you know, they all oldie big goodies. My prayer of yesterday. And it became today. 
Lord, I know I'm depressed and I need your help to get through this. I feel sad trying to look back and at the positive side. With so many things I want to do, like just being all new, I start with asking for forgiveness for my sins in my flesh and questioning you about all the bad in my life to this day from all the past. Who am I and you? <laughs> Nobody lately since I've been doubting you. I know you all, you allow things to happen for a reason, and no doubt this is my season. I'm looking at you for what to do. So whisper in my ear if that's all it takes. I need to hear from you, Jesus. I don't want to doubt or fret anymore. I want more faith. Faith in you. I need to get down on my knees. More, that's true. And you, if anyone, can help me. And before I go further down, not wanting to end up in the ground, I want to live. Then he came and lifted me. And I went forward because I knew the devil went back, way back. See, Jesus did come from up above. He lifted me up. Decisions were made. I wish to obey. I still step over that edge so he can catch me again and again. You might think I'm crazy, but I must obey and live eternally. Angel of love. Maybe that was written in 2016. It was an oldie but goodie. Just as you said, my love. <laughs> wow. That was phenomenal. I have missed hearing you. Are you okay? Oh, yeah. Who knows? You never know when you got something you written back then that came to your spirit to write at three o'clock in the morning that's going to touch you so many years later. You know, that's when you know that you write, and you and that's and you you've always done that, my love. You've always written with such purity of soul, with with such a naked hand. You know, you don't hide behind metaphors, and you don't hide behind you know, flowered words, you know, you write, you write straight from the heart, the main artery, you know, and you make the emotions and everything that you write so real that, you know, yeah. Your, your palms are like open wounds and, you know, burning hearts and, you know, no matter what it is that you're writing about, it's, it's real. It's amazing. You're incredible. I've missed you. I'm glad you made me look it up and I was able to find it quicker. But And I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> You're but fine, I will get you on the inbox. Just make sure you look at it, girl. All right. So tell she everyone how to find you, sweetie. Eventually, she takes a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it takes a little bit, but she will get back to you. Don't doubt it. Oh, you should see the people uh-huh. who leave me voicemails on my phone. I never check my voicemails. Don't leave me a voicemail. I'm not going to stop and, and oh. you know, no, I'll call you back and find out what you want, but I will not check my voicemails. I refused. I'm not doing it. Oh, they, I don't know why. I just don't. It doesn't matter if they're full anyway. They can't leave them anymore. It's been <laughs> full for years, y'all. I'm just saying. Don't even try. Just hang up if it goes to the voicemail because it's full. She isn't going to yeah, answer I, it. She isn't going to erase them. They're there. Let me text me. Yeah, I don't erase them either because I don't listen to them. Yeah, text me. <laughs> I just I don't carry but, my uh, phone anyway. with me. And I'm one of those people who hate talk. I hate talking on the phone, you know, which is funny because that's oh. what I do. You know, I sit here well, I, I, and my headset, my mic and stuff. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I know. But, um, yeah, like you can find me on Angel of Love on Facebook. Um, search it up, and I'll be there. And um, actually, Sassy Baby is my new business. So, yeah, I'm boss in 2020. It's going to be my You book. are. It is. Yes, ma'am. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, can we get a hallelujah? I got it. <laughs> All Woo! right, sweetheart. <laughs> get writing that poem. I Think of all the ways too. you can do that. All right, hon. Give oh, a call back when you get a chance. Shoot me a go. message and and uh, happy Thanksgiving oh, to you, sweetheart. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving to all the listeners and callers out there. And I gotta go do a show myself on the other side. So all right, I love baby. you guys. Love you too, honey. Bye bye. All right. That was so good to hear from her. Oh my gosh. Okay. Next caller comes from seven five. Seven, you are on the air. Hey. Hey, sweetheart. Happy Thanksgiving to you, my darling. Oh, same to you. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Did we just wake you up? No. I was just caught me in mid-yawn, and I had to turn this TV down. You you sounded so feline, like the whole time you're doing that, I'm picturing you like, you know, in this, in this beautiful cat outfit and you're just stretching and sing, you know, so languidly. (laughs) It was was kind of cute. Let me just tell you something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Lay on me. (laughs) It was, it was so opposite of what you just said. It was, it was the, the least graceful I've ever been, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're ruining my fantasy. You want to know something that's really funny? I, just because of my smart-ass remark. I was at, because you know, I said, You're, shut up, you're ruining my fantasy. Um, I was at, I used to have a farm a long time ago, and I would go to the livestock auction, and I would pick up, you know, rabbits or chickens and things like that, and and they had an antique auction-type thingy, farm stuff and plants and, you know, crops and, you know, all that that country stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was this farmer that I used to talk to every time I would go. And, and he was this older guy, you know, big heavy set farmer, overalls, you know, always the same overalls every week. And But we we would sit and chat and talk and, and you know, I'd ask him questions about things because I wasn't a farmer. I just liked chickens. And uh, one day I walked in and I saw him bending over, you know, and this is a huge auction yard, right? He's bending mm-hmm. over a box and looking in the box. And so I walked up behind him, and I just smacked him on the butt and said, hey, you. And this man stood up and looked at me, and I had no clue who he was. It was not my friend. It was just some other random farmer, big, gruff-looking, burly-bearded, 
you know, 170-year-old man in his dirty overalls, and I just smacked him as hard as I could on the butt. And I sat there, and I was going, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I, you, you, I thought you were so – and he says, shut up, you're ruining it for me. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so funny. He was like, okay, okay, enjoy it. I'm going to go now. <laughs> hey, if, that was, if that was captured on video, that would be one of them viral moments right now. <laughs> they would be talking about that on talk shows right now. This. <laughs> oh, Yeah, but you know, you see one st- big striped overall butt up in the air. You've seen them all. You know, <laughs> they all kind of look alike. <laughs> oh, jeez, whiz. Okay. I will say, you ain't afraid to live your life, and just you say, I must. I see him over there. I'm going to get his attention. <laughs> You know, it kind of makes you wonder how I treat my friends, right? <laughs> I know, and I was say, now you and I are very different. Because had I thought that was a farmer guy I knew and or wanted wanted to speak to, I would have just walked by and said, "Hey, how you doing?" And then you would just go over there and just smack somebody on the ass. No, I smack them on the butt. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was it was right there. You know, what was I supposed to do? I couldn't talk to his face. It was a butt. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, everybody. I could. Anyway, um, <laughs> you can you can speak freely. <laughs> you always have permission to speak freely. Be your real self here, please. Uh, I try not to cuss, and then it, it just comes out my mouth sometimes. But this mostly <laughs> in private. But um, <laughs> I slip up on here sometimes, and it just shocks people. They're like, "Oh my God, did she just say a potty word?" <laughs> You're going to say another one, too, tonight, because I'm fitting to recite something that's going to make you cuss. Now, because I remember what happened last week. <laughs> oh, you did. You waited 45 minutes to read 17 syllables? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I said, I had no idea I was going to be pulled through this soon. I thought it was a whole big, long line of folks, and I said, well... I'll be waiting on them for a while. You know, I already had these are things I'm sharing tonight are things that have already been written, but um, previous to tonight. But I said one of them gonna be a Thanksgiving. Haiku. I said we're never huh? busy on Thanksgiving. We're never busy on Thanksgiving, so you're good. No, um, this. <laughs> but I um, oh, and the other thing, if it's all right for me to say this before I do the poetry, real quick. Uh, because I don't know if lines are filling up, but I I wanted to just tell you because I was laughing about you looking to you know since your stove since your oven was out and you wanted to get, you was like well I can at least order some Chinese. I was mm-hmm. doing, doing the same thing today. There wasn't anything wrong with the oven or the stove. It was just. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not going to get my groceries delivered until Saturday morning because of the Black Friday stuff and all that stuff. So they're not doing, they're not delivering groceries tomorrow. I had to, I have to wait till Saturday morning. So I said, well, I can just order something, you know. And I had something yesterday and today, but I was like, huh, maybe I should do Chinese takeout because. I can't go get it, but they can deliver it. I was like, because on holidays, I know on Christmas they be open. So they have to be mm-hmm. open today. And I called a place.
place down the street, and the phone just kept ringing and ringing and ringing. I was like, well, maybe it's because they're real busy. And then I looked it up online, and it said closed. I'm like, you are kidding. I know, and I seriously, I seriously wanted Chinese so bad. You know, as soon as my oven messed up and I can't get a new oven in until uh, like the 13th or something of December, you know, mm. so it was like, okay, well, there's no Thanksgiving for me. I, I thought, yeah. And so I've seriously for weeks have been thinking about Chinese takeout on Thanksgiving. And it was a thing. It was a thing. It's a, thing. It's a real thing now, you guys, Chinese takeout on Thanksgiving. And it just didn't happen. And I was just sad. Oh, I was so no, sad. I'm, I'm I feel your pain. It. I'm right there with you. I never did it before t- today or wanted to, but it was just like, well, I was trying to think of somewhere I could call that probably would be open on a holiday mm-hmm. that's not observing the same holidays. And because um, sometimes some restaurants just, even if they observe the holiday, they'll still open up anyway because they know it's people that don't want to cook. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is it? In. The Golden Corral. It's this big buffet place that people over 55 go. You always see oh, the old I people know, there because they got peas and mashed potatoes and stuff. And But, and yeah, it's open today. chocolate, like, pouring down from a mountain. Yeah, I know about the chocolate. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I know about the chocolate pouring down the fountain and... Yeah, we ain't even gonna. I, I can write a whole book of poems just on chocolate. But anyway, um, what I was gonna share with you, I was just gonna say, tell you that because it was so funny. I worked myself up into, you know how the old saying goes, like, uh, I had my mouth all set for it. I had exactly yes. I had my I had it in my head. I knew exactly what I was gonna order. And I could not get through today. I said, well, damn it. Okay. <laughs> you know what's really funny? I have these slippers and this kimono that my sister sent me from Okinawa. And I actually pulled those out. So, And I was going to sit here with my glass of wine and my slippers and my kimono on and eating Chinese takeout with you guys tonight. I was, but I, I don't have it, so I didn't wear it. But I was actually going to dress, dress for dinner. <laughs> oh, gosh. I know I'm weird. Know. No, there ain't nothing wrong with that. You got to do what you got to do. You know, <laughs> do what you got to do to make it fun for yourself. I'm on, I was on the TV looking for Christmas cartoons. Not one is on tonight. So. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm so okay, glad I'm not the so. only one. You, you and I, you and I are, are like shadow sisters, love. You and I are so much alike. It's not even funny. Oh wow! Okay. I mean, I paralleling because I was I did the last two days. I was trying to find because I actually put my Christmas tree up and everything already. And I don't really I I this is going to sound horrible, but I use the word Christmas lightly. You know, for me, it's more of a winter celebration because I believe all religions started from one religion, and we're all actually celebrating the same thing. And these holy wars are ridiculous. You know, there was oh, only yeah. one creation and we were all part of it. So, you know, it wasn't they were created and then they were created and then they were created. No, you know, there was only one one spawning of us. So we're all celebrating the same thing. So, but I put my, my winter slash Christmas tree up and, uh, you know, I was listening to Christmas music and thinking, oh, my neighbor's going to think I'm crazy because it's not even Thanksgiving yet. But, mm-hmm. yeah, and I was looking for like some kind of Christmas cartoon. I wanted to watch Frosty the Snowman. No, no, Rudolph. That and I couldn't find Rudolph, so I tried to find, yeah. Yeah, this this is ready. Com- for anyone who's gonna listen to this on the archive, they gonna this is gonna be comical for them. Cause look, I got <laughs> I got 
I got the hookup, Nala, I got the hookup on the TV schedule about both the ones you just said. Now, Frosty come on tomorrow night at 8 o'clock on CBS, and then Monday is Rudolph on the same channel. See, I I don't watch TV. I haven't watched TV in 20 years, but I have Netflix, and I have Prime because I like British dramas. So I I have to find it on one of those. I'm shocked they only had that on Netflix, but you would think Netflix had everything. But anyway, but okay. Me, so anyway, we were talking poetry, right? That's I know. And this I'm raining us in. <laughs> I know. I, I was getting ready to do the same thing myself. I was like, okay, and then we just talking. Okay. <laughs> now um, I get back on track. <laughs> I know it's all right. Um, you you speak my kind of language, so we we talking about the same stuff and thinking on the same thing. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Exactly. Yeah, but um, now the first poem it is a haiku. Um, it's recent. Um, it's called Telescope. Okay. It says, "Um, I wish I had a telescope so I can see the stars again." I missed them in poem. Wow. You know, I love the fact that, you know, you think, it sounds pretty simplistic when you hear the technique, when, when you look at the lines, but then when you realize that it's so much deeper than that, because anyone that looks up can see the stars. But how far away and disconnected must you feel to believe that you have to have a telescope to see them? And for me, I, exactly, that's part of it. And the other part is it is tied also to my physical um, situation with my vision impairment. So mm-hmm. I can, I believe, which I haven't tried in quite some time, but I believe I can look up and see the moon when it's full or a quarter or half. But I haven't tried. It's like I'm scared to go outside at night and try. But because um, I haven't done that in so long. But if I was there, we'd go sit on a blanket outside and and look at it. We'd find it. I would stay out there till you found it. And then, um, but the stars, I believe, would be harder. And so it's like, okay, I was thinking about that. I would need a telescope or. At least a pair of binoculars or something. <laughs> so, that's, so that's a part of where that came from, and it's an emotional thing as well. So it's it's, it's like a twofold effect. So, because mm-hmm. you, know, mm-hmm. you know it's tied to something that brings me calm and brings me peace to sit outside and just in the evening at night and just when it's, when the temperature is just right and just look up at the sky and stuff and just. Be 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 grateful. Be grateful about life any any time of the year. So that one, and then I got this other one from 2004, but it's called Seed. I thank you. Okay, and it goes. I am enveloped. In your hand as you shake me and then toss me onto the ground. I try to hold. I try to stay above ground 
but I feel myself sinking. And just when I thought my life was over, I begin to sprout and grow. Stronger than I ever have been before. And I thank you. End poem. Absolutely loved it. You are incredible, sweetheart. You are very, very welcome. All right, so do you want to tell everyone how they can come find you, how they can get to know you and your work better, all that good stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook, when I'm not fighting with it technically and getting kicked out while I'm in the middle of typing a post. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not that she's Tam- bitter, folks. <laughs> I know. Tamiko, T-A-M-E-K-O. B-A-R-N-E-T-T-E. Um, also, um, there's a page of me on timbook2.com, T-I-M-B-O-O-K-T-U.com. Um, same name. Uh, poetrysuit.com forward slash me, M-E forward slash T-A-M-E-K-O-1-3. And that's it for now. Thinking up something else to do with this poetry thing, but <laughs> that's that's it for now. That's what I have floating around. You did a fantastic job tonight. Fantastic. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Miss Tamiko Barnett, and we will talk to you next week. Yep. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, love. We'll talk to you soon, honey. Okay. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Our next caller. All right, our next caller comes from area code two one six two one six. You're on the air. Hey, baby. Mama. <laughs> Mama. Ma. Ma. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving, Mama. Thank you. You're such a soldier. You're so just sitting up here with your little what'd you say, your kimono? <laughs> yeah. I was going no, I was going to wear my kimono because I was gonna get Chinese takeout for Thanksgiving dinner because my oven is flashing that F seven error and so my oven doesn't work. So I'm sitting with this turkey and no way to cook it, so I was gonna do Chinese takeout and so it was all set for this. It was gonna be like, you know, so avant garde and, and you know, yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be so I I'm gonna dress apart and I got my kimono and my slippers and, and all this and and uh yeah. So there's no Chinese eat? places open. So what'd you eat? I haven't eaten yet. I've got in the refrigerator, I went down to the store. They had, the grocery store was open until 3, so I bought myself one of those roasted deli, whole roasted deli chickens. You know, they're like lemon pepper roasted in the little heat heater boxes. So I've got a chicken, roasted chicken, that, deli chicken that looks like a little turkey. It's my miniature turkey now. And I picked up a pumpkin pie, and they didn't have pecan, so I was really, really upset. <laughs> That's my big woes, you guys. I didn't eat a pecan pie. <laughs> I'm so sad. Um, but no pecan pie, and and I I got some cream, some pumpkin pie, and uh, uh, sour cream, and some potatoes. So I'm gonna cook that up in the microwave, and and uh, that's what I'm having when I'm done here. Wow. Well, I'll read you a poem. 
and this is, this will cheer cheer you up and make you smile, and it reminds you of well, it reminds me of um, all the grandmothers and aunties that kept a lot of knickknacks in their house. How about that? And the name of the piece is called Grandma's Mantle. You're gonna like this. <laughs> Knickknacks all over, none to be touched, many around just to collect dust. Dust or no dust, they all tell a story. The ones on the mantle live in the glory. They are somehow better than the ones showing Niagara Falls. They have more meaning than the ones in the hall. The spotted pony, that was my favorite before he was broken and had to survive with a glued-on tail. The many adornments that were placed there and here were strategically placed, creating atmosphere. Who cares if the picture of Blue Boy was dim? I never knew him and never liked him much. But Grandma would always say with delight about that horrible boy who lived on the wall. I think the gal was called Bonnie. He had on a bonnet. And right next to them were some verses of sonnets. Right above the bookshelf and the fireplace was known as a mantle where precious things live like porcelain and bone and china. Hummel figures and masks and globes with snow, they all had worth, according to Ann Landers. <laughs> but to me, they were just things that us. How could a glass ballerina and a gold etched vase put such a smile on Grandma's face? One day in the house, a ball I threw, and I broke the swan, and we had no glue. I was so scared, I didn't know what to do, so I just sat the swan back on the mantle. I leaned it gently against the wall. It was a while before I noticed it at all. It was a while before she noticed it at all. The rest of the knickknacks covered it there. And they covered for me. As I set the blown glass in front of the swan, I can't wait till summer's end to go back home where I belong, where I'll be safe again in a childproof zone. I love my granny. I really do. And eventually I grew to love the lessons I learned from the things made of China, from England and Taiwan. Needless to say, I became a collector like grandma. Well, I'm more of a hoarder, more likened to a disorder. 
But I will always remember Grandma's mantelpiece and all of the finery that lived there indeed. I can hear the echoes of her voice saying, those have seen. You see, those are cheap. The finer ones are smooth. And when you buy this, you look for the seal. Always ask for a deal. See, I got these genuine crystal glasses worth a whole lot for a little. I think of these words as I lie on my pillow. All because of Grandma's mantle. In peace. (laughs) Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, it's kind of like the, the mantle placement is the matriarch placement of trinkets. You know, that's that's the stuff that you look at and go, ah. <laughs> uh, I tell I you that blue it. boy and blue boy and that picture of that blue boy and that oh, that's blue boy and Bonnie. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right ugliest picture I've ever seen of a life. They're not cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I've got a in my kitchen window in the kitchen right now, there is a green, really old green zinc top mason jar. And it's okay. one of the blue blue green ones. And it's when they used to blow them. And there's got bub- the glass is full of bubbles and it's all kind of wavy because it's really old. And it's a, a bluish green zinc top mason jar. And it's full of S&H green stamps. And a lot of you probably don't even know what those are. But that jar, <laughs> that jar of S&H green stamps sat on my grandma's kitchen window the entire time growing up I remember that sitting in her kitchen window and so when I found that in my grandma's things you know after my great-grandma passed away it's like I nabbed that that was mine and ever since and that she died in 81 I think 82 she died in 82 um, but I've had that. I've had that ever since then, and it's always sat in my kitchen window. And every time I look at it, you know, we talked about this once, but I told, you know, everything everything I needed to know about love, I learned in my great-grandma's kitchen. I remember sitting there as a little kid, and I would be messing with, there was this, this wax container of whipped honey butter. And she would be over at the stove making me soda biscuits for breakfast, and I'd be poking the honey butter because I hated it. I hated it. It made me want to throw up. It was nasty, but I ate it because she'd worked so hard on breakfast for me. I would never dare do anything to hurt my great-grandma's feelings. I loved her so much. And so she'd be over there, you know, frying soda biscuits on the, in a fry pan, in a cast-iron skillet. She didn't bake them. She fried them. And grandpa would, great-grandpa would walk in, and, you know, there she would be frying these soda biscuits on the, in the cast-iron. And grandpa walked in, great-grandpa walked in and slapped her on the butt. And she turned and looked at him, just this horrified expression on her face. And she, I remember her wearing this, this blue, this white house dress with big blue uh, gardenias on it, right? And it was kind of short-sleeved. And she took her spatula and she shook it at him. And that skin under her arm just started going 90 miles an hour. And I thought it was going to take an hour to stop shaking that flap, right? That grandma flap. And she's shaking her spatula at him, and she was blushing. She was actually blushing. And my grandpa just continued. My great grandpa just continued to walk through the kitchen with this little shit-eating grin on his face, you know. And she's shaking that spatula at him, like and motioning, you know, 
to the, with her head to the, you know, the girls are sitting right there. The girls are sitting right there. Don't do that in front of the girls. And I thought, I didn't, you know, at that age, I must have been maybe five. I didn't know what I was seeing. I, I didn't, I wasn't old enough to comprehend what I was seeing, but I knew that I was seeing something really special. And I filed that, I, I consciously told myself, I'm going to remember this. You know, I remember sitting there like it, I remember, you know, and, you know, here they were, you know, little old people, and he's still smacking her on her ass, and she's still blushing, and, you know, at that, at that, you know, it just, to me, it was amazing, and, and I'm glad that I made myself remember that, because now that I'm older, I understand exactly what I was seeing, and so every time I look at that mason jar, that trinket, that bauble, you know, in my window, I -hmm. think about that. I think about everything that I learned, everything about who I am, how, what my beliefs are like, you know, I, I, that it's all, it's all in those SNH green stamps behind that green glass. Isn't that weird? The way we attach such importance. I mean, it's it's just a jar with freaking old stamps in it. It's nothing. It's not really anything, but it is. I love, I remember those H&S green stamps and Eagle stamps, uh, yeah, we had eagle stamps too. I don't know if eagle stamps were universal, but I know S and H green stamps were. And uh, we filled that little book up. Oh boy, I'm telling you. I had to look them up because when I got it, I didn't know what they were. I had no clue what they. You know, I never. So I had to look that up and see. And I, you know, you see them on eBay and stuff. The books. I was thinking about getting a book, but then it would have been Grandma's book, so I didn't. But, um, yeah. And and you'd send them in. I guess you'd get stuff. Well, yeah, you buy, it was just, they were like, you, you spend them like money. But there was another set, too, called Eagle Stamps. And uh, the S&H Green Stamps, I think, were more, more universal. I think the mm-hmm. Eagle Stamps were uh, maybe, you know, uh, to different, different regions. So, yeah, that's a great memory. I really, um, I really enjoyed that story. And uh, I just remember I just wanted to go home because there was no place to turn. You couldn't do no flips. You couldn't do you couldn't do nothing. You couldn't throw the ball. You, just, you break one of those things, and you're just in trouble. Oh my goodness! And then she she just made over that uh, all that old stuff. <laughs> and then <laughs> uh, blue what was that blue boy and blue boy and body? Uh, they were a set, and the boy had a little blue suit. With shorts, and the girl had and the girl was bonnet. in a white dress with a pink ribbon and a bonnet. Yes, I know exactly the pictures you're talking about. I can and, picture him in my oh, head. The little middle little boy, little Prince Flounderoy boy, in his little little uh, knicker pants, little, all blue velvet. Little, yep. Yeah. Right. And then mm-hmm. the other ones that she made over. Oh, those are Hummel figures. Those are Hummel figures. I don't care about no humble figure, humble best. I'm playing with my ball. <laughs> so I got that over there up, locked up against the book, and you can't see it. I done covered it up. Couldn't find no glue. And then another lady, I read it the other day, another lady told a story. She said, by her grandson, broke her uh, angel and had the nerve to glue the wing on backwards. <laughs> oh, jeez. Back up there. Yeah, we went through something over that. I call it junk, but um, it meant something to them. And yes, those S and H green stamps, I remember those. And 
do it. You get a big discount. Um, mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, like into coupons. Yeah, you were a little bit too young to really remember them, but I'm glad you got them. I remember saving Joe Camel coupons to get like Camel Gear. Kind of the same concept. Yeah, but nobody smoked those, but you know, that I knew. They didn't smoke no dog on Camel. I did um, when I was younger. I was a bad girl. Lucky Strikes and Viceroy's. But anyway, that's that's away from Grandma's mantle. But that uh, mason jar with the S Mace Green stamps, yes, you just. it's just an awesome story, and grandma, uh, grandpa, trying to get uh, some of those biscuits before it's time. Looking <laughs> <laughs> in the kitchen, snacking, snacking bottoms. I, I remember the dress. Biscuits. I remember she used to wear those full aprons, the, the front aprons that look like a smock and I mean I can remember I've, I even have some of her aprons I you know when I, I canned a bunch of stuff I made a bunch of jams this year and cherry bourbon jam oh my god you guys oh so good um but cherry bourbon like it's got cherries and bourbon you made it homemade jam yeah I made a whole oh, wow. bunch of them. I made carrot cake jam and I made Apple cranberry walnut jam. I made orange cranapple jam. I made apple maple walnut jam. Uh, all kinds of stuff. I have I have a general recipe I use, and oh, I made to- uh, toffee apple uh, toffee apple jam with bourbon. Yeah, I I just I know the I know the basic recipe. Right, I know about how much fruit to put in, how much sugar to put in, what it needs to look up. So it's not really a recipe. I just kind of adjust it. I know what it's supposed to look like when it it's getting ready to set, and so I just make up flavors. It adds stuff to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The carrot cake jam cool. turned out. I have to tell you that turned out pretty awesome too. But anyway, wow. so when I can, there's ways I could do this stuff, and it would be so much easier and so much faster, right? But I have my great-great-great-grandma's lemon juicer. I have my great-grandma's uh, hand sieve to press this stuff through. Uh, you know, I, I still have some fruit-top glass jars that, you know, so this stuff, this, these things have all been, you know, being used by, in four generations of kitchens. You know, so even though it would be much faster for me to use you know, a food processor or something like that. Um, it just doesn't, it just, it, there's something, it gives, it, it makes it something special to use the things that have come down through my family and used by all the women in my family for four generations. It just makes it that much more cool to sit there and look at this finished product. It's like having them all in the kitchen with me, you know, especially my great grandma. I didn't like my grandma, but I was really close to my great grandma. That's great. That's great. That's great. So, yeah. So you need to take a picture of that and make them be one of your photos. And that <laughs> jar with. The... No, seriously, that make a great The green photo. stamps. Yes. Coming I'll send. I'll send you a photo of the green stamps. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, baby, um, enjoy the rest of your night. Unless you want us to read another one, we could bring you back in. I'm sitting up here. You're listening. welcome. Welcome to read another mm-hmm. one. Um, okay, well, 
you feel me? To try to keep it light. We don't want to get too sad today because this is one of the days that uh, I'm missing my daughter. Of course, you know that. So I'm trying to just keep it light. Um, I don't know. I see a poem. They sent me a poem. Uh, Facebook sent me a poem by Miss Sab. Remember Miss Sab? Leslie? But it was a sad poem. I was going to read it, but mm-hmm. I said, no, I'm not going to. You remember Miss Sab? You, I, you are, you're breaking up right now. Can you start? Oh, oh I was asking if you remember Miss Sab. You know, Facebook sends you these memories. Uh-huh. She sent me one of her, I guess it's a poem that she sent me. But do you remember Miss Fab? Yes. Leslie? Oh, yes. Miss Fab, yeah. Yeah, well, I found one of uh, Facebook sent me one of her poems. But it's kind of a sad one. I sent it to her. So, okay, I'll read Chances. That's, that's not sad. It's not sad, but uh, I'll read that. And it goes like this. It's called Chances. Chances I'm afraid to take. My heart is so easy to break. Beguiled by a deceiving smile. For better or worse, the vows I dare not make. Chances that I dare not take. The past then sealed by my mistakes. Your smile is but an inviting trap. The eyes don't lie. Here's what they speak. Take the chance, they say. I place this decision in your lap. I will give you a good honeymoon, though abrupt may be the union. Yes, That's what those eyes reveal to me. The eyes cannot pretend. Chances are I won't commit, they said. And that's why of love I am shy. Don't want to give my love away just to be hurt again in the end. Oh, love, why have thou forsaken me? And why have you given me such wise eyes? And why have you given me such a discerning spirit that burns inside? As I still yearn for the comfort that love makes, still no chances do I take. I'm afraid to make mistakes. No trust, no life, no risk. Nearly always cautious. Afraid to be surprised, so paranoid it makes me nauseous. What kind of life do I have? This is nonsense. Larry Lynch. Come and catch me in the trap of your smile. Embrace me with your gaze. Teach me to trust again. The loneliness has gotten vicious. Maybe if I'm able to love again, I'll be not so suspicious. I may be vulnerable but lovable. I'll try again as I give in, throwing caution to the gods of chance. 
now. I'll open my arms for romance, awaiting to be ravished and kissed, taking one last risk for love's possibilities in peace. Absolutely incredible. Not too sad, not too sad. (laughs) Not horribly sad, but definitely emotional. Definitely (sighs) some taffy pulling of emotions there. Yeah. So scared. But you got to do it or you just wither up and dying. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, okay. Mama, my love. What do you want to um, continue to enjoy your um your day? I'm glad I came home early, and I'm glad you were here for us. And um, thank you so much. All I'm really glad that uh, you were able to be here tonight. I've heard you on the line, and I just got tickled. I got really happy. It would, it just wouldn't have been the same. Thanksgiving wouldn't have been the same without some time with my mama. Thank you. I you know, my, my real mom is horrible. She's a horrible person and uh, <laughs> has, has hurt me in ways. I mean, seriously, I can't, I can't even tell you this woman. And, you know, so when I call you mama, yes, you're all of our poetry mama and stuff, but I, I really think of you that way because that's the way that you love, you know. So I just want you to know that I am very thankful for you. I'm very thankful to have you in my life. I'm thankful to have your love and your friendship and to be able to share mine with you. And you mean a lot to me. So, you know, right. we don't say things like that often enough to people. We don't, you know, we don't, we take time to bitch. We don't take time to touch and, uh, so it's Thanksgiving. I just want you to know I'm thankful for you. Thank you. I, I, I do know that and I do feel it. So it's, you know, it's mutual. And it's definitely um, a passion there that we have for each other. So to God be the glory. And sometimes we don't get the parents we want. But um, <laughs> somebody in our life, I didn't get the parents I wanted either, but. You know, hey, look look how you turned out. Mm-hmm. Um, faithful, loyal, persevering. So all those attributes might have come to the fact that you had to just kind of go go for it yourself. You know, <laughs> you're, you're, you're very unique. You're a unique person. So uh, the, well, they said about what they but they said that day I was listening to some um, some uh, tips on how to promote yourself, and they said um, different is always better. <laughs> That's true. Different is always better. So nobody likes a cookie cutter person, and that's why you attract so many different spirits because you're just unique in your own way. But thank you so much. Always being here for us. 
You're all we're always here for each other. That's a good way to put it. Okay. Okay. I love you, Mama. Thank you so much, honey. You're welcome. Bye bye. Vicky Aqua on Facebook, go find her. Absolutely amazing, amazing woman. So when I was sitting there at the beginning of the show and I was trying to find something cute and Thanksgiving to pl- Thanksgiving-y <laughs> to play at the beginning, and I played that one because I just thought it was cute, there was another one that I was going to play because it's almost spoken word. <laughs> Not really, but almost. It's kind of singing. It's Adam Sandler singing his Thanksgiving song, and I don't know if any of you guys have heard that. It's a thing born of Saturday Night Live. But I'm thinking, you know, he's not really singing. He's kind of talking. So it's kind of like spoken word. So I was going, I was going to play it at the beginning of the show, but I'm going to play it now for you just because it's really cute and awesome. And who doesn't love Adam Sandler? And uh, so this was the other song that I was going to play. So this is a, a Thanksgiving, a Thanksgiving treat from Mr. Adam Sandler. Here you go. They want to hear the Thanksgiving song. This is uh, this is a Thanksgiving song. I hope you enjoy it. Love to eat turkey. <laughs> love to eat turkey. I love you. Love to eat turkey. Cause it's good. Love to eat turkey like a good boy should Cause it's turkey to eat So good That clapping's messing my head up, man <laughs> I appreciate it But I was, was trying to think of the next line I'm like, all I hear is clapping <laughs> Here we go Thanks anyway Big brown shoe. Love to eat the turkey at the table. I once saw a movie with Betty Grable. Eat that turkey all night long. Fifty million Elvis fans can't be wrong. Turkey lurkey do and turkey lurkey dap. I eat that turkey and I take a nap.
oil. My brother likes to masturbate with baby oil. <laughs> thought that was so funny you know I, I talk about in our writing to be able to jump from you know a surprising image a you know the way he's singing that singing that the, I mean he, he writes that stuff himself I mean you know I can't make this stuff up folks yeah he actually wrote that himself um, <laughs> but you know to be able to throw things in there that just totally catch you off guard I, re- I think that I that's one of the things that really appeals to me about that. It's just, it's so fun. And, you know, it's like, oh my God, what's coming out of his mouth next? And, you know, you kind of want to have that magic in your writing. So when you're writing, you know, I always talk about don't go to the predictable, easy. You know, don't, don't, don't write the first thing that comes into your head. Dissect, dissect it a little and see how deep you can take it, you know, beyond the obvious. So, all right, I want to let area code 407 know that you are not in the lineup. We're getting to the end of the show. If you would like to come on the air tonight, uh, could you please press 1407? If you're just hanging out um, and listening, appreciate you so much for being here. If you would like to come on and read something or just say, hey, uh, press 1. I'll go ahead and bring you on. Otherwise, I want to... Tell everybody it's been amazing having you here tonight. I'm going to run through your prompts again real quick that I gave you at the beginning of the show. So we had three of them, no homework or anything like that, but we got three prompts for you, uh, three poetry prompts. Remember, these can be a title, they can be a line in your poem, or they can be the concept of your poem. But they are intended, oh, it's the end of the three hours. I'm hungry. I'm tired. There's only been two hours. Oh, I'd be screwed if we were doing three hours tonight. Ah. And I have chicken calling me in pumpkin pie. Okay, so anyway, they can be the title, the line in, or the concept of. So there's three of them. The first one is, so I quit my day job. So I quit my day job. The second prompt is, so much talk. So much talk. And the third one is, and I'm going to kind of go into this one real quick, is I talk, we were talking about, you know, what are we thankful for this year? If we wrote a poem about Thanksgiving, you know, what are we thankful? You know, by tomorrow the poem's going to be obsolete because it's the end of the year. And that was last Thanksgiving and oh, yada, 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 it doesn't matter because it'll be, you know, it's just it's so, so last year. So instead of writing a Thanksgiving poem, what I want you to do is I want you to write to this prompt in the concept of it being a Thanksgiving poem. So, The prompt is, next year, I will be thankful for. Next year, I will be thankful for. 
All right, so those were your three poetry prompts. I'm going to end the episode with an audio track. If you are a recording artist and you'd like to have your track played on the show, you can email those to me. The word that is in the title, the email title, the, 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 the speakeasycafe at gmail.com. Make sure you put MP3 or audio track, something like that, in the subject line so it stands out for me and we can get that uploaded and played on the air. And then I want to remind you guys, um, you know, I got that email I really need some input on this because, you know, we're a community, we're family, we're all here. This is, this belongs to all of us. And, and uh, I got an email from blog talk um, that they're doing a black black Friday sale and the licensing fees for the year are 50% off. And I'm like, Oh, right. That's amazing. So I jumped on and looked at it. And what I realized is they've totally changed um, what comes with the licensing fees and so with what we've been doing every year for the last 13 years, um, we've been able to broadcast a three-hour show. And we aren't going to, um, if we do keep doing what we're doing, um, they're going to cut us back. I'm, I, I'm trying to figure out how to explain this right. So our, our licensing fee for the year is $1,000, right at, right at $1,000. And so... With that, we were able to broadcast our three-hour shows. Now, for that licensing, with that license, we're only going to be able to broadcast two-hour shows. And I'm just absolutely beside myself. I'm freaking out because, for me, that's a huge deal, not having that third hour. That means I'm not going to be able to get someone on, or the show's not going to accommodate when someone gets home, or someone's not going to be heard. And that is really important to me. I mean, seriously, I am, like, freaking out over this. And I need to know if that third hour is that important to you guys, if it, you know, if it's going to make that big of a difference, whether it's a two hour or a three hour show. So with our licensing fee at $1,000 with their Black Friday sale, it's only going to be 500, which is great, right? But we only get a two hour show. If I want to keep us at the three hour show level, then our licensing fees are 2,500. All right. And so with my Black Friday sale, it's like twelve fifty, thousand two hundred and fifty dollars for the licensing fee for the year. Which where you're normally paying a thousand and so it's only like you know, from what I'm normally we normally pay, uh it's only two hundred and fifty more if you look at it that way. All right. But then we'd be able to continue to do our three hour shows. And you know, it's like a thousand that's like fifteen hundred dollars more than what we were paying last year. You know, so going from, you know, paying a thousand to paying twenty five hundred for exactly actually, yeah, exactly what we're getting right now. Um so I just I need to know what to do because I've only got till December third on this Black Friday sale with them to decide what we're going to do. I know for sure we're gonna keep it at the well I'm gonna do at least a two hours, figure out a way to do that. Um but I just need to know if it's worth pushing for that. For that third hour so shoot me a message you know this is this is important to me as it is to you guys and I just need some input on this you know what we think we should do because uh, I really hate losing that third hour um, yeah am I panicking for nothing let me know appreciate you guys all being here I'm thankful I'm thankful for being here on the air with you guys for 13 years I'm thankful that you're my family I'm thankful for all the gifts you bring to me and to each other every single week I can't even tell you you know it's so so poetic 
poetically amazing lining cogs in the universe type thing that the Thanksgiving show comes, you know, the week after our anniversary show, our 13 year anniversary show, because I really am thankful. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to the anniversary show, you can go back and listen to it in the archives. We had some really emotional stuff on there. It was a great night, a fantastic night. So make sure you go check that out in the archives if you weren't here for the anniversary show last week. I want to thank everyone for being here, both listeners and readers, and uh, tell you all happy Thanksgiving and uh, happy thankful day. I guess that's, you know, we don't all celebrate Thanksgiving. We're all over the world on here. So, you know, let's just make it a happy, thankful day. And uh, I'm thankful for all of you. So I am going to end uh, end the, the show with an audio track, you guys. And I hope you enjoy it. This is uh, Andrea Gibson. And it is a piece called Photograph. And we will see you guys next week. Love you. Appreciate you. Happy Thanksgiving, Noreen. We love you and Gary so much. And uh, good night, everybody. Appreciate you. We'll see you next week. I wish I was a photograph tucked into the corners of your wallet. I wish I was a photograph you carried like a future in your back pocket. I wish I was that face you show to strangers when they ask you where you come from. I I wish I was that someone that you come from every time you get there. And when you get there, I wish I was that someone that got phone calls and postcards saying, wish you were here. I wish you were here. Autumn is the hardest season. The leaves have all fallen and they fell like they were falling in love with the ground. And the trees are naked and lonely. I keep trying to tell them new leaves will come around in the spring. But you can't tell trees those things. They're like me. They just stand there and don't listen. I wish you were here. I've been missing you like crazy. I've been hazy-eyed staring at the bottom of my glass again Thinking of that time when it was so full It was like we were tapping the moon for moonshine Or sticking straws into the center of the sun And sipping like Icarus would forever kiss the bullets from our guns I, I never meant to fire, you know I know you never meant to fire, lover I know we never meant to hurt each other Now the sky clicks from black to blue And dusk looks like a bruise I've been wrapping one-night stands around my body like wedding bands And none of them fit in the morning They just slip off my fingers and slip out the door And all that lingers is a scent of you I once swore if I threw that scent into a wishing well All the wishes in the world would come true Do you remember? Do you remember the night I told you I've never seen anything more perfect than snow falling in the glow of a street light, electricity bowing to nature, mind bowing to heartbeat, this is gonna hurt, bowing to I love you, I still love you, like moons love the planets they circle around, like children love recess bells, I hear the sound of you and think of playgrounds where outcasts who stutter beneath braces and bruises and acne are finally learning that their rich handsome bullies are never gonna grow up to be happy. I think of happy when I think of you. So wherever you are, I I hope you're happy. I really do. I hope the stars are kissing your cheeks tonight. I hope you finally found a way to quit smoking. I hope your lungs are open and breathing this life. I hope there's a kite in your hand that's flying all the way up to Orion and you still got a thousand yards of string to let out. I hope you're smiling like God is pulling at the corners of your mouth because I might be naked and lonely, shaking branches for bones, but I'm still time zones away from who I was the day before we met. You were the first mile where my heart broke a sweat. And I wish you were here. I wish you'd never left. 
but mostly I wish you well. I wish you my very, very best.